Broadcasting for the Boys Room Studios of Joke Man Productions, LLC, Henrietta, America, it's the Stan the Joke Man Show, starring Stan the Joke Man. Stan the Joke Man talking. Welcome to the Stan the Joke Man show here on a Friday. From wherever you are in the world out there, Norway, Denmark, Sweden, we have listeners in Finland now. Yeah, you bet. Things are good. We have listeners in Australia, New Zealand, America, Greensboro. Yeah, I heard you a second ago, man. New Mexico, California, Old Mulgee, Oklahoma, Washington, New York. We have somebody in the Bronx listening to this show. Hey, isn't it cool that you get to carry a gun now? Shit, yeah. Load up. Everybody's carrying guns now. You can't leave the house unarmed anymore. Isn't this fun? Stop fucking interrupting me. <laughs> Welcome to the church, brothers and sisters. Meanwhile, have you heard, folks? Happy Friday to you. I hope everybody's doing well out there. We are in for a remarkable weekend here in Oklahoma. And you can bet your ass I'm going to be barbecuing every freaking night if I can. Hell yeah. Hey, uh, Vince Carter, he used to play in the NBA. Remember Vince Carter? Remember him? Vince Carter showing you some of the Still buzzing about Vince Carter. Well, that's what they came to see. They it. They can go home happy right now. Vince Carter brings the crowd to its feet. Former NBA star Vince Carter's Atlanta home was burglarized. A hundred thousand dollars cash stolen from it. Holy shit! Must be nice to have that kind of bread laying around. Uh, Vince Carter's wife, Sondi, said she called 911 from inside the closet and texted the neighborhood patrol. An off-duty Atlanta PD officer showed up, and he actually chased a suspect wearing all-black clothing through an alleyway or something, I guess. Guy hopped into a black SUV, and they sped away into the night. Police officers arrived at the home shortly after and found... $16,100 worth of $100 bills spilled into the ground outside the gate at home. Holy shit, I'd take what they dropped. Their covered money was split up between the officers before um, Sandy came outside. No, they recovered the money and gave it back. The recovered money, just a sliver of the 100 grand that was missing from a brown bag Vince Carter kept in the master bedroom closet. It's a total inside job. Somebody knew that bag was there. Somebody knew. You might look at Sondi's fucking family. Sorry, Sondi. We got to look at everybody. And Vince, you need to look at your own fucking friends. Yeah. Which one of your friends know you have a hundred grand in there? Because they sent somebody up there to fucking rob. Yeah. And then the dipshits didn't even do it right because they dropped $16,100 outside by the gate. And if this is an inside job and you do rob your own family like that and your own friends, you're a fucking dildo. You know that? You're a low-life piece of shit. You'd rob your own family who'd probably give it to you anyway if they could, you 
piece of shit. It's already pathetic enough that you're so fucking stupid and lazy. You don't get a job and make your own way and your own fucking money. You got to rob guys that have worked hard and beat up. Trust me, after a career in the NBA, Vince is broke down old man at this fucking point, but he's still got bread. He spent his money wisely and you're still a piece of shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, you just steal and rob like a fucking parasite. Eating, sleeping, and shitting. That's all you're good for. Or you're going to wake up one of these days, honey bun, and you're going to realize that your charm has been all used up. You rob your own fucking family? That means you'll turn on anybody. Anybody. You can't be trusted by anybody. You're not honorable or intelligent at all. Or are you? Maybe you could go back in that fucking puny brain of yours and find some self-worth. What did you want to do with your life before you became a worthless piece of shit? Sorry, I just... I hate thieves because I used to be a thief. And... I'm disgusted by the little fucker I was. Stealing is stealing. I get it. You know, I I stole from corporations, which in my puny brain justified the theft. But guess what? I was wrong. It don't matter if you're stealing from a person or a corporation. Fucking stealing is stealing and you're really living on borrowed time. Everybody gets caught. Make a lot of money, but it's a short-lived paradise, folks. It's a fool's paradise. All right. Back to Vince Carter. Retired NBA star Vince Carter. He was out. God only knows where. His wife, Sandy, and the kids were at home. Somebody burglarized the home, stole $100,000 cash that was in a bag in the master bedroom closet. It's a really nice neighborhood in Atlanta that Vince Carter lives in, man. So somebody knew the neighborhood. Somebody knew Vince's house. Could it have been a professional thief? Sure, but I doubt it. I'll tell you why I say that, because professional thieves get in and out. You never know they were even fucking there, ever. These guys, they drop $16,100 outside. They drop a stolen gun. They dropped one of their own guns, a Glock. These guys were like, was it Jerry Lewis? Let me tell you about professional thieves, folks, and I was never one of those by any stretch, but the professionals, the Danny Ocean types, yeah, they're for real, folks. You wouldn't know it, but there are some very wealthy people that live in downtown Tulsa. They live in real modest-looking buildings on the exterior, but trust me, I've been on the interior of a couple of these what look like just normal apartment buildings, but you go inside, oh, my God, if you have a couple of sharks swimming in a living room length aquarium in your home, wow, you probably got a little money. (laughs) Anyway, one of the residents down there got robbed by a professional thief, okay? If you know how we know the thief was professional, because 
Tulsa detectives had undercovers walking the streets with dogs and and pushing baby carriages and and acting like hookers and shit. Undercovers trying to catch this fucker and they could never catch him. It's about 10, 15 years ago. I remember reading this story is really fascinating because they really did. They had undercovers on the street. Everybody was on high alert because a couple of places have been robbed by this guy right in Tulsa. But what made this particular theft, I'm getting ready to tell you about, so damn phenomenal, what made it that night, they had detectives everywhere. But the thief not only got into the neighborhood, but got into one of those high dollar buildings and robbed those people blind. Went upstairs in the bedroom, cracked a safe, a bedroom safe, and emptied it of cash and expensive jewelries and got right back out of the home and the neighborhood without being spotted. <laughs> what was phenomenal, folks, is while he was upstairs robbing the house, yeah, the uh, owners of the home were right downstairs having a goddamn dinner party. <laughs> Yeah, there was, there was like 15 people over for dinner and cocktails. The house was full of people, kids too. Yeah, no shit. And this thief got in there and, and cleaned them out and back out again without being seen. That's a professional thief. Do I think um, do I think the bozos who dropped their own gun and one of Vince Carter's guns and sixteen thousand one hundred dollars? Do I think they were professionals? No, not at all. They were hired help. They, the robbery is farmed out to somebody Vince doesn't know. Somebody knew you weren't going to be there, Vince, and somebody also knew you had that bag in the fucking closet. I'm expert detective because I watch fucking TV. I know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wish I'd known the bag was in the closet. I would have robbed your ass. Hey, there's a white guy with a round Indian ass running away with your fucking money, Vince. Yeah, we all saw him. Let's get out of Atlanta and go to the West Coast for more tragic news. Looks like a shark attacks California swimmer. Before a good Samaritan rescued him, boy, they didn't rescue him soon enough. The guy got, like, bad wounds to his stomach and leg. Um, um, yuck. Victim was pulled from the water. The attack occurred at Lover's Point. That's right. Sharks love to eat your ass there in a Pacific Grove, a community south of Monterey. Man was swimming about 150 yards from the beach. Way too fucking far for me. You know, even when we're in Mexico, we're out in the lagoon. I don't like going out any more than like 30, 40 yards. I just don't feel comfortable. I get in about 25 feet of water. It's about as deep as I go. But I look, even there, you're vulnerable. But less chances something is going to creep out of the abyss there and eat you. Anyway, um... One of the rescuers said he was screaming for help. You could tell. You could tell by the sound and the emotion in his voice. That's a bit of an understatement, isn't it? Um, of course he was screaming, you piece of shit. He was being attacked by a wild shark. What'd you expect him to do, mumble? Oh, yeah, I'm getting fucking, fucking eat my fucking shark. There goes the leg, damn it. Fuck. Ah, they talked to the only retard on the beach. 
After the attack, one of the uh, rescuers is quoted as saying, I wasn't sure if that was some sort of thing. He was trying to get something away from him or just trying to draw attention to himself. Thank you for that insight, Jeff Spicoli. Why don't you go back to fucking sleep? Meanwhile, not far away, a woman and her two dogs she was taken for a walk were struck and killed. Now, when I read this, I went, damn, she must have been walking close to the, you know, the PCH, Pacific Coast Highway. She was not. She was actually in the, um, walking along the San Gabriel River during a thunderstorm. Proof that it's never a good idea to take the dog for a walk during lightning storms. And, um, the woman and her two dogs were, you know struck by lightning. Benjamin Franklin took the money out of her purse and ran away. He didn't really. But if he had been there, I'm guessing he probably would have taken the money out of her fucking purse and ran away. Especially if she had hundreds. Because there's pictures on that shit. Was that a bad one? Oh. Piece of shit. I hope he at least called the ambulance. Anyway, they got there to do CPR. She's already dead. Yeah. Imsa got there. All they see is three dead bitches. And... (laughs) I think I'm in rare form today. Rare form is in I don't give a flying fuck Friday form. disgraced actor Jesse Smollett is still professing his innocence and insisting that he's not a piece of shit. Smollett, you know, you'll remember the 40-year-old actor. He, well, he was younger back then, but he paid a couple of guys to beat him up, and he tried to make it look like a hate crime so he could get attention, and then he could ask for a higher salary on that shit show. I never watched Empire. If I had done this, he said, I'd be a piece of shit, and I don't think that's really questionable. Yeah, it's very questionable, Jussie. I think you and fucking Amber Heard need to hook up. If I had done something like this, it would mean that I stuck my fist in the pain of black African Americans in this country for over 400 years. There they go. When they're guilty folks, they try to drag the rest of the world into their fight. You're full of shit, Jussie Smollett. The country was up in arms. He was talking about it all the time on the news. And, and for some reason... Uh, African-Americans, we were, like, oddly quiet. (laughs) We were so quiet about this shit that the gay community started accusing African-American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. What they didn't understand is that we were supporting him with our silence. (laughs) Because we understood that this nigga was clearly lying. (laughs) Thank you, Dave Chappelle. Hey, speaking of total social outcasts right now, Amber Heard was spotted in uh, Southampton, New York. She went to a store up there called Citronella or something. I can't remember the name of the damn place. But it's some little upscale health food sucker store. Amber's up there in Southampton. Not trying to draw attention to herself, showed up at the grocery store, a pair of jeans and a tee, you know, no makeup or anything. That was fun. 
the Aquaman star. Chat it up with the guy at the fish counter. Watch out, fish deli guy. She's looking for her next meal ticket. She's looking for somebody to control. Forget that you don't make enough. She just needs a fucking punching bag. And yeah, you will sleep with the fishes, fucker. I'm not kidding. Avoid that, bitch. Customer was seen complaining later that they bought a fish with a cigarette burn on its face. They say uh, Amber isn't burying her head, and she shouldn't. It's over. Let's get past it. Question is, are you going to change, Amber? Are you going to straighten your chicken ass up? Or are you going to keep pulling the same shit with different people? You're obviously an abusive person, and you need some kind of fucking help. Amber, I, I don't know if she bought the fish or not. Oh, God, she didn't buy any fish. Because I got the list of what she bought here. Cheerios, Diet Coke, and cauliflower. That's it. What the fuck? Oh, she's got an eye on the fish guy. Shit. Wish I could make crank calls. We need to be calling that dude and warning his ass. Yeah. Hey, there's a grocery store in Southampton, New York called Citronella or something. Find that grocery store. Ask for the fish department. Warn that fucker. Amber Heard is looking for her next target. Amber Heard is looking for her next victim. <laughs> Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker broke up, if you give a shit, after two years of dating. Kendall said she felt like she and the NBA star were on different paths. Of course, you were probably on completely different wavelengths. But at least you had sense enough to realize that before you start having kids. You know, see, now look, this is one of them times I ain't going to mock and make fun of nobody. Kendall Jenner, Devin Booker did it right. They tried the relationship out for two years. It's not working. Instead of bringing kids and shit into it, they call it quits. Now they mo both move on into fucking story. Great. Now Devin can go and hump all her sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you like that uh, flip or flop show on the, I don't even know what damn network it is, HDTV or something like that. Hey, you'll be interested to know, you know, the Tarak, I call him Tyrannosaurus Rex, but Tarak El Musa or whatever his name is, you know, he's got his new squeeze now, another blonde. You know, there are other women in the world. Not everything has to be a scrawny, wiry ass blonde Tarak. Why don't you broaden your horizons a little bit, for the love of God. Heather Ray Young is her name. Heather Ray Young. I guess she's already got shows and shit out there. Selling Sunset on Netflix is the name of her show, I think. Anyway, um, they're hooked up now. They're married, I guess, and they're going to be starring in their very own home renovation reality series. I think it's going to start in 2023, so look forward to that. I'll be marking my fucking calendar. Speaking of characters, the last thing I want to leave you with, I just want to tell you what I think about the January 6th hearings. This isn't even a news report. This is just a general summary of what I've been watching overall. Folks, I would beg you to read The Night of the Long Knives. I really would. I want you to read The Night of the Long Knives. And the reason why I want you to read that is you're going to see so many similarities between what the Tromplican disciples are trying to do and what Adolf Hitler and his disciples did. And look, I understand the initial reaction is, oh, they just say that to be as harsh as they possibly can. Really? Am I? Well, let me ask you something. Did you know 
that George W. Bush, did you know that his grandpa, Prescott Bush, was the one who financially backed Adolf Hitler out of Union Bank in New York right before the start of World War II, right before his invasion of Poland? Did you know that Prescott Bush set all that up through his bank? You see, you should know that. But I'll bet you don't. It's so shockingly similar. It's scary. You know the first thing Hitler did when he put his plan into action? The first fucking thing he did was he ran out and he started going, fake news, 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 fake news. It's all a hoax. Don't listen to that news. Listen to my bullshit. I'd like you to meet my propaganda minister, Joseph Goebbels. Sean Hannity! It happened then, folks, and it's happening now. These hardheads, what is so damn disgusting, is they're incapable of learning or even listening to the truth. Facts don't matter. Facts don't matter. All that matters is that their cynicisms and their hatefulness is fed. But they don't even know what the fuck they're fighting for. They don't even understand what they're fighting for. Oh, we're fighting for the country. We're fighting for our freedoms. Then explain to me, Bozo, if you won and you had everything that you say you're fighting for right now, with the exception of Donald Duck in the White House, if you had everything that you were fighting for right now, what would you have that you don't already have? Nada, who said that? It, yeah, yeah, you're right. There isn't anything, especially honor, integrity, honesty, dignity, courage, and strength. You'll have none of that. Because it's all based on a fucking lie. That's what you idiots don't seem to understand. There was no stolen election. Zero evidence, zero proof. That is just your excuse. The excuse for your shit message and your shit attitude towards people in this country. You think you're above all the rest. You are not. Do you understand that? Of course you don't, because you got a spoiled brat telling you it went another way when it hadn't. You're just hard-headed and won't listen. Because you don't give a shit about your country. You only care about your hatefulness, spitefulness, and cynicism being properly fed. You're an asshole. And, of course, I see now the uh, Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. That means your medical rights, ladies, have been stripped away by Scott Fettgetter, Kevin Stitt, Roger Thompson, Mark Wayne Mullen, Stephanie Fatass Bice, James Lankford, Donald Trump, Neil Gorsuch, Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, Justice Alito, all those fuckers decided they know what's best for you. Fuck you and your pain of having lost a child or lost a mom during a bad pregnancy. They know better for you and your personal, private, medical situations. It's gone. 
You have no fucking rights. Your doctors have no rights. And they've armed the maniacs. Well, can't do anything for people that like living in shit. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the Stan the Joke Man show. My God, what a pathetic way to end it on a Friday, but that's okay. We're in for a beautiful weekend, and we're going to get past this shit. We're going to wake up, start reading, thinking for ourselves, and vote those fuckers out. Give a fuck about your country and your rights. You better wake up. I'll be back on Monday, my friends. Until then, adios, mi amigos. Bye, con Dios. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. A feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a
let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, and do it, and do it, let's live it up and do it, and do it, and do it, do it, do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. 